Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the joy of the XP cast and my favorite co-host on the Citadel, Soy Jovich. Hello. Hello. Do you ever drink beer? No, not really. No? Okay. Um, something about IPAs and having crazy artwork on their cans mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird staple yeah because ipas you either love them or hate them right it's true like some people are like oh man it tastes too hoppy and it's gross and disgusting it's just, it just tastes like armpit mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's like you know you drink it and you're like oh i can smell i can taste the aroma and the mouthfeel and the citrus aftertaste and all this stuff whatever mm-hmm. you got these snobs out, out there it's true um so but the one thing ipas got is really cool artwork on the can. So, yeah. They usually do. They usually mm-hmm. do. Especially if they're like local kind of things or like, you know. Yeah. Independent. Josh from our podcast told us that it's like they do a terrible job designing a good recipe that but they put all their money into the artwork on the can to make mm-hmm. you buy it. <laughs> yep. They do. Cuz like that. you go into a uh, I don't know if you guys have a total wine by mm-hmm. you guys. Mhm. It's like a, it's like a, kind of like a Walmart for alcohol. <laughs> yeah, naturally, it makes sense for us in Wisconsin here, but, but uh, yeah, like, you go down the uh, the craft beer aisle and it's all like fancy ass logos and artwork and designs and art and just like, so then you kind kind of look at it and like, oh, which one looks cooler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, there's a grocery store that we have called Giant Eagle and it usually has all that kind of. They, there's like a whole row of just like, you know, trippy can artwork, and you're like, oh, hmm. Just base your choice off of that, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Sometimes you may get burnt, though. Yeah. So, just look at the IBUs. It's and then the they, and then they have, factor. then they have the ones that are like multi packs, where like it's like a six pack, but each can is different. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, we talked about we, we talk about collecting and how you know we're, we collect video games. You collect systems and controllers and stuff like that. There's people out there that probably collect beer cans. I'm sure. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Well, like yeah. I remember back in the day, people used to collect special edition pop cans, and they wouldn't open them. And the way yeah. they would do that would be drill a tiny hole in the bottom to mm-hmm. empty it, and then they would drink it and save the can. Yeah. Yeah, we had um I think we had one of the um one of our local breweries here uh brewed a beer called Fuck COVID right when uh the shutdowns began. Mm-hmm. And it was like just kind of easy drinking lager or whatever, but like uh, on the cover of the can it, they kind of spelled the F word like a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, actually one of my coworkers actually gave me that can. Shows up at work, we're talking the hospital. Shows up at work with a beer can mm. with the p- bottom punched out empty. He's like here, I did these for my friends, so I'm giving one to you, too, because I know you like beer. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. it was always a kind of running joke when I'm changing at work or something like that, and a beer can falls out of my locker, and I'm like, whoops. <laughs> Put that there. We'll just uh, leave that right there. and uh, No one saw that, right? Nobody saw it. I promise. Yep. Let's go do healthcare. Yeah. 
Well, in the last year, I bet everybody in healthcare needs at least one one beer. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, <laughs> no kidding, man. No kidding, man. It's like every day is like so different. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm at school full time, so I don't have to deal with that. But, um, but yeah, man, every day was different. Every day was some new change, some new policy, some new movement, some new this, some new that. We can't get this. We can't get that. It's like every day was different. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's rough out there. Sorry, everybody. It'd be, it be like that, though. It, it yeah, be like that. It's true. It's very, very true, sir. Yep. Very true. Because when it be like that, it be like that. Mm-hmm. You know what else be like that, Stoy? What else be like that? I'm hmm, I'm starting to have a really hard time recommending the Xbox Series S to any serious gamer. Yeah, I think, um, I think I'm going to agree with you here, at least from what I'm... Go for it. Yeah, because, well... So I saw that Dying Light, the max it is, is 1080-30, I think, is on the Series S. Which, okay, yeah, I kind of started figuring that third parties would not optimize the games, mm-hmm. right? And uh, But, man, I, started pl- I was playing Destiny on my Series X last night, or two nights ago. And I'm like, man, this game looks great. It still looks great. This engine... It's been running since the Xbox 360, really, since Halo Reach, because uh, it's still... God, I can't believe this engine is still like a variation of the Halo Reach engine. Right. But uh, I'm like, man, this game looks great. Like, the textures look amazing. Like, even the even the grass and the, and the rock formations and the textures on the guns, it just all looks really good. Mm-hmm. And then I turn on my, X, my Series S... Don't get me wrong, still plays the same, right? Still 60 frames a second. Still looks pretty good, but I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, these textures look fuzzy. There's no, like, grass on the ground. It's just, like, a green texture. These rocks, they're just, like, rocks, you know? They're not, like, mm-hmm. smooth pebbles that stick out of the ground, you know, that you feel like you could skip across water. Yeah. Some of the particle effects are missing. I'm like, man... I'm just having a really hard time recommending this bo- this box to anybody who's like super serious about playing games, especially if well, the Xbox is going to be your primary system, you know? Yeah, and you want you want the best of the best, you know? The Series S isn't going to be isn't going to be it for you. Yeah, I think we I think I was talking about this. Um, I talked about this with Josh in our podcast. How if you own an Xbox One X, mm-hmm. a Series S. With the exception of the, um, I think, higher CPU, which adds more frame rate, mm-hmm. and the SSD drive, mm-hmm. the Xbox One X is still the superior system. Yeah, especially when you add a SSD to it. Yeah. Like, uh, did you, did you, you got that from the Digital Foundry video? Yeah. yeah. And I was like shocked that they were showing, they were showing side by side comparison videos of like, this is what Far Cry Six resolution looks like mm-hmm. on the One X versus the Series S. And did you watch? You know, did you watch the Forza one? Yes. Oh my God, Forza looks better on the Xbox One X. I know. By far. the majority of the games that they talked about on there looked better on the One X, especially. <laughs> actually, some of the Xbox One games look better on an Xbox One S uh, on an Xbox One X than they do on the Xbox Series S. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember came out a couple years ago. I remember their big thing with the backwards compatibility stuff, at least on the Series S, is that it would give you Xbox One S versions of the game. Yeah. 
which is like, oh, that's your first like check, mm-hmm. you know, like meh, whatever. Yeah. And I, I'm like, well, if I'm going to start streaming again, it'll be a nice little streaming box. You know, I can stream Halo and Destiny and, you know, whatever else we feel like playing at some point. Right. And like, it's not a big deal, but like, man, I feel so bad if somebody got this as their primary box and like they're at all thinking about using this as their primary box. It's just like, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I know really it's, it kind of like it like for you, it, it's a good second system mm-hmm. to have. Like if this is your backup just in case, or like, yeah, you want to stream and this is your streaming box, mm-hmm. like perfect. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just, you don't have to fiddle around with like, you know, flapping discs or anything like that. And if you're streaming in 1080p anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, my capture card only go- is 1080p 60 is the limit. So yeah. You, and even if you have, like if I hooked my Xbox series X up to it, the the limit on the series X would still only be 1080p, even going to the TV because there's no pass through. Yeah. So, right. I mean, this is like, this is that box, but I'm just like, there's just some things that just look off compared to the, even the one X, you know, like mm-hmm. I appreciate the load times and the frame rate, especially in shooters, but man, the textures are not, <laughs> they're not great. Yeah, the textures and the resolution are, are definitely big differences. And, and sometimes it's I, – I, I'm amazed at playing games like Dying Light 2 and seeing the draw distance. Yeah. Playing it on a Series X, it's like you can see for miles in picture-perfect clarity. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact it's not like that on previous-gen hardware. Yeah. And it sounds like it's not like that way at all on a Series S. Yeah. Man, I just – uh, I I I like the box. I like the design, and I think it's a great box. And like some third parties have optimized it, right? Like that was my big problem with Guardians of the Galaxy when it came out. It was like I wanted to record a little bit of it, and but I'm not recording a 900p 30 frames a second version of that game. I might as well just right. plug in my Xbox One and you know run it at 30 frames and at least get 1080p out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, two months later, they patched it. I'm like, well, most people have already finished this game because it's so short, you know? Yeah, the fact that it takes so long for updates to happen, you kind of miss the mark on that. That's why I'm kind of worried about the upgrade to Cyberpunk. Yeah. A lot Mm. of people have kind of forgotten about that game. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people who finish it also wish they could forget about that game. Yeah, no Uh, kidding. Yeah. I mean, so Cyber. I mean, I played Cyberpunk on my Xbox Series X, the Xbox mm-hmm. One version, and it was fine. Like it ran fine. You know, it was, it was yeah. okay. But I had a, I had a few game breaking glitches, and I was like, I'm thinking I'm gonna wait for the updates to roll out, mm-hmm. and then I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm gonna wait for the upgrade version, mm-hmm. the Series X upgrade and the PS5 upgrade. But then now I'm I was like waiting so long to the point I just forgot about it and moved on. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I like it, but when I move into my new office, I'm probably going to move my Series X in there mm-hmm. and, you know, have just one HDMI hooked up to a capture card and one hooked up to the TV just so I can swap them in and out. Okay. Um, and maybe put my Series S in the living room just just to have it in there. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of... It kind of bums me out when I'm sitting in here editing and I'm like, oh, I want to go play some Destiny or play some Halo and turn it on. It's like, oh, 
man, this mm-hmm. game looks so much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of think they kind of maybe Xbox missed the mark. They wanted a they wanted a second system, but they didn't want to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even yeah. if it, they would have spent a little bit of extra money and sold it at three forty nine. Yeah. And just gave it that little extra boost. I mean, it's just. Man, I don't know. I I've complained enough about it today, <laughs> but it's just it's just like. I, like, I'm looking at my Destiny character right now, and there's, like, like so the gauntlets have little arm straps on them, right? Mm-hmm. They're, like, pixelated instead of, like, smooth, like, bump mapping that Xbox is usually known for, right? Like, just that smooth. Yeah. And it's just, like, it, and there's little pixels just, like, oh, can't quite sharpen that up. And I'm, like, oh, God, it's just, ugh, stop. <laughs> just, just stop. You tried. I appreciate it, but. We're done here. Your, exp- your one ass is like, I'm trying as best as I can. I know. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Oh. Anyways, that's a, I think that's enough complaining for now, though. It's a tough sell. I mean, if you're not, like, some people can't really see the difference. I know. Which is, and- a, a friend of mine actually shared on Twitter. He says he can't tell the difference between 30 and 60 frames a second. Oh. Which is is asinine to me because yeah, I just recently played Uncharted, yeah, the, up, the, the PS5 upgrade, yeah, and I could tell a difference like within two seconds, yeah, yeah, I you could definitely tell you they yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that say they can't tell until they play a game in 60 frames and they're like, oh my gosh, what was I doing yeah. with my life? You know, no, same like. What was I doing before 60 frames a second? What was I doing before, like, extremely fast load times? I mean, shit. I remember, like, putting on a game, like a big open world game, and just, like, hitting hitting continue, and then just sitting for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, just dorking around on my phone. It's like, now I do that. I hit continue. I dork around my phone for five seconds, and I'm like, oh, shit, the game's already loaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just really bummed me out sometimes to see, like, what... I don't know. I and like, would you? I could, get, could you see Xbox maybe doing another kind of soft upgrade? Oh yeah, in the future. There's gonna be to a, that. There's gonna be a point. I bet there's like a digital version of the Xbox Series X when this chip shortage is over. Yeah, and that'll, I, I, I could see them doing that. Yeah, and that'll be like the four hundred dollar box, right? They'll have three SKUs mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, yeah. They'll kind of like phase out the One S or the Series S. Yeah, and then just kind of dedicate all hardware to like the you know well at at some point probably in like three or four years or probably god the box has been out for a year already the series x will probably be the the series s box and then they'll have another box out that'll be like Mm -hmm. the one x version of the series x you know man i i can't keep this straight (laughs) i know there's too many you know what it's okay I have a Series X. I love it. It's my mm-hmm. main. It's my go-to box. You know. Yep. And uh, also, by the way, kind of side tangent, but not really. Going from an Xbox Series X to a Switch to play <laughs> games, it's just silly. I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, look, I love Nintendo. I love my Switch. Right. I mean, our whole network is built on the foundation of Nintendo Power Block. Right. Like, but like, yeah. Man, I so I was convinced to get Pokemon Legends Arceus 
and that game is so ugly. <laughs> it's so ugly. Yeah. Like the Pokemon look great, right? And like the character models are like serviceable, you know, but that game I is heard so... they're reused assets. They're like always... we're talking sound ac- sound assets, graphics assets from like past games. Oh, you mean so I mean, like I'm... a Nintendo game? <laughs> yeah, like whoa. From, from I think from other Pokemon games. At least that's what because we were talking about it at, on the EXP cast this yeah. morning. Like Dan played it, and uh-huh. he was like, he's more of a Pokemon fan, so he's like, they reused all the old shit from like a lot of the older games, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, hey, I recognize that sound, or hey, it's the same texture, or yeah, you know. It's it's just well I I know a lot of people got mad that uh what were the first two Sword and Shield Sword and Shield yeah reused a lot of the sounds from the 3DS games mm-hmm. and I'm like well they're not gonna sound different so why would you waste I wouldn't that? Ex- that I wouldn't expect it to I mean if you're gonna be remastering a game. Yeah, but those sounds those sounds are recorded in like you know HD audio, and then they compress it for the 3DS, right? I mean those yeah, right. those original files are still so- stored, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I remember a lot of people were mad about that. And then uh, in Let's Go, they used new uh, assets for the Pokemon, like new character assets. Oh God, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn this off real quick. Uh, <laughs> And people loved it because they like used. Oh man, the, they look the Pokemon look great. They have great shadows. They, you know, they animate really well. And then, uh, what was it? The game after Let's Go. What what one just came out? The remake that just came out. I think. I think that was Sword and Shield, wasn't it? I don't know. I can't. Was it Ultimate and Pearl or something like that? I don't know. I can't keep any of You're this. Asking the wrong stuff. guy. Anyways, <laughs> people were mad that they used the ones from like updated assets from like the 3ds and sword and shield versions instead of the let's go versions. And it's just like became this whole thing. So mm. anyways, I'm just like, they're not going to look different guys. It's, it's fine. It's Nintendo. Just they, they can use their money elsewhere, you know? Well, Hey, it sold 6 million units. So they're laughing all the way to the bank. Right. Yeah. Man. So, so I don't know. But I, I mean, but I mean, it, it kind of goes to show fancy tech, you know, and fancy graphics, fancy sound design, whatever, it doesn't necessarily sell a game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the I mean, game, the, the game I hear is hugely enjoyable, hugely fun, mm-hmm. amazing to kind of roam around. Yeah, in and the, it is. It's basically overworld, but people are having fun with it, and that's kind of what's getting people to buy the game and keep playing. It. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like Breath of the Wild almost in a way. I mean, it's got hub areas instead of like a big open map, but. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that first step into that type of game that everybody wanted, and Game Freak has never really made a full on three D console game before. So, yeah, especially one that's open world. Yeah, so I mean, so. this is a good first step, I think. But like, back to your shout out to Chub Life Nick in the chat, by the way, from WASD and Beyond. What's up, Chub? Woo. Uh, but. I mean, say say what you will. Like, I mean, look at look how great like all these games for Series X and PlayStation Five look, and you know they celebrate when they hit like five or eight million copies. And Nintendo's laughing at this re-release of Mario Kart selling forty four million copies. It's 
pretty much mm-hmm. 60 bucks a pop, you know? Yeah. And not counting digital sales either, which is hilarious because, like, I guess Nintendo doesn't know how to track digital sales now <laughs> or something. But yeah, they never they never show their numbers on that. It's no. weird. No, I mean you think you think about that. Like, I guess Nintendo Nintendo fans are the biggest physical collectors, you would say. I'm assuming, but like, forty four million physical copies of Mario Kart out there, thirty seven million Animal Crossing. You know, it's just like IP cell or the IP. It doesn't matter, like you said, about tech or fanciest graphics or the hardware that's inside. It's about the games, right? And Nintendo clearly has the games everybody loves. And I mean, like you said, they're laughing all the way to the bank. Mm -hmm. Still, Miyamoto's counting his coins. Yeah. Stomping on total shells. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways. We're not we're not Nintendo Power Block. We'll we'll stop that nonsense. That's tomorrow night, everybody. Uh, so we're here to talk about Xbox. Yes. See. Yes. This is our Summer X, the Xbox podcast. In case you're the first, uh, this is your first time. If you clicked on us thinking we're a soccer podcast, I'm sorry about that. We we've had internal discussions. About Follow that. another team. Yeah. Follow a different team besides Arsenal. I mean, they're hitting good form as of late, but you should probably follow another team still. <laughs> uh, we've had internal discussions about the name. Anyways, we're part of the Boss Rush Network. You can catch us live on Twitch every Shout Sunday night. Shout out to Chubb. Yeah. Being a, Red, being a Liverpool fan. You never miss, walk alone, my friend. I miss Nick. I want him on here sometime, sometime soon. He's obviously available if he's watching us. Clearly he's available right now. I know. Right now. He's here. He's yeah. available. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck Columbus crew. Ooh, boy, that's that's close to home. Guy. I don't care about soccer. You can make fun of him all you want. Uh, where, where was I? Oh, every Sunday night on Twitch, podcast services, YouTube, every Tuesday morning on our website, bossrush.net. If you listen on iTunes, Spotify, leave us a five-star rating. Subscribe, share, rate, review, all that stuff. Buy our Arsenal X merch on the Boss Rush store. That's all I have to say. I'm not going through all of it right now. We're going to jump into what we've been playing. Stoy, what are you playing? I beat um, I beat Uncharted 4 on Ooh. the PlayStation 5 upgrade. And it's nice if you own the previous copy of Uncharted 4... You get a ten dollar upgrade, and you get the ten dollar. The ten dollar upgrade applies to both that and the Lost Legacy mm. DLC, which I didn't know that. I thought it was ten dollars for each, because mm. I was like, you know, screw you guys for like making charging me ten bucks, like instead of paying fifty for the disc version or just the straight game, whatever. But yeah, it includes both, and it uh, it launches off of one hub, which oh, is nice. really nice. So you don't have to like click over to Lost Legacy or click over to all you got to do is put the Uncharted 4 disc in and then, you know, you get the Lost Legacy, which is strange to me because I was under the impression that you needed the Lost Legacy disc to play Lost Legacy. But mm-hmm. is yeah. So uh, whatever. Well, anyway, I well, the way Uncharted 4 <clears throat> came with a season pass, which gave you a bunch of multiplayer stuff and the expansion. Which is Lost I don't think Legacy. Lost Legacy. I thought that was its own separate game. Well, people who bought the expansion pass for Uncharted Four, it was supposed to be an expansion to Uncharted Four, but the project oh, okay. grew too big, 
mm-hmm. but so many people had already bought the expansion pass that so they're like, you know what, we'll just give it to you anyway. But if uh, you're okay. gonna buy it separate, right. it's forty dollars. And they actually had like a cutoff date to when you could buy the expansion pass. Oh, okay. And I think it was twenty four ninety nine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I never played the multiplayer. So. Yeah, I didn't either. Nobody did. Yeah. Who does? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Remember? I mean, remember when Tomb Raider had a multiplayer game? <laughs> Jokes. When? The the reboot, the first reboot game had. A oh yeah, the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one. And yeah, there no. were achievements tied to it. Yeah, that I hate when they do like that. half of them, mm-hmm. and one was one of them was like become a legendary raider or something, and like nobody played the multiplayer long enough to even come close to that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's like you don't need the, that. That was those are during the days where like multiplayer was tacked on because they were trying to cash in on that, yeah, you know, service. But anyway, so yeah, that I mean that game looks amazing. I mean, it looked amazing before. And it just looks even more amazing now playing it on a PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. and just, you know, f- smooth frame rate, 60 frames a second, upscaled 4K, like just, oh, man, it looks so good. Yeah. And like, I, w- I was even talking today about uh, I- I'm looking at Nathan Drake all hungry now, mm-hmm. like hungry eyes, because <laughs> I'm like, you know, he's got that little he's got this blue button up shirt, three the buttons shirt. and like, yeah. And the two of them are like kind of unbuttoned and it's folded over to the side and you see a little bit of his chest and it's yeah. like, oh, man, you getting thirsty for Drake there. And, and I was getting thirsty for Drake. There was scenes of like, <laughs> you know, he's got like a vein in his biceps that's popping up now and this yeah. glorious uh, cut scenes that I can see now. It's like, ooh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, it's good. It's good. And I, I played it all the way through. I mean, probably one of the the best games that have come out on the PlayStation 4 at the time. I so. agree. I think, and so I have the opinion that Uncharted 4 is too long. Uh, it is pretty long. I'll agree. But Un- Lost Especially- Legacy is like my favorite of the series. I'm not even going to joke with you. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it was a really good length. And yeah. I think it proved that the Uncharted series can go beyond Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. Which I hope it does. I really hope Naughty Dog's actually working on the other one. Yeah, so. I do too. I, I well, what's the rumor? The rumor is is that uh, it was Bend, but then they didn't want to do it. So somebody's working yeah. on Uncharted, the next Uncharted, though. Hmm. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Otherwise, um, otherwise I've been playing uh, Dying Light Two. Been kind of getting some time in on that this weekend. Not as much as I'd like to because. I've been hearing so many people like logging in like 10, 12 hours in this game over the weekend. And I'm like, I barely, I mean, I had other things I was doing this weekend. So I was like, I barely got it in any time compared to those people, but I've been thoroughly enjoying it so far. Like, um, the first, I would say the first like 45 minutes is singular based where like, you're kind of going only one way. Uh-huh. And then once you actually get into the city of, of Villanova or Villanueve or whatever, I, I feel like it's French. But uh, you get to the city that's like walled off and everybody lives in this city. But like they're still like zombies. They're still infected in this city. Uh-huh. And you have to kind of manage both. Um, all while trying to ser- either serve the people or serve the peacekeepers. Because mm. you got the survivors that are just out there trying to live. Right. And you got the peacekeepers that are like, you know, we need to maintain order. We need to maintain some discipline here. So you're trying to kind of navigate both, and then there's people in the middle of just you, know, you got bandits that are trying to kind of like fuck people over everywhere they 
every chance they get. And you got other people that like you're some new guy that shows up and no one trusts you. So you got to kind of, you know, it's the typical open world gameplay trope of just like, well, I got to prove to these people that I actually mean well. Mm-hmm. And you do these side quests. So it, the the one thing Techland does really well is like parkour and fast moving. Like it, it's so it's so good. Yeah. The so well the traversal on the rooftops, the climbing, the jumping, the you know rolling and and all the other kind of acrobats acrobatics you can do, like so fun to just kind of get into a groove. But this city is so chocked full of side quests. That it's like you'll be running and all of a sudden something will pop up right in front of you like, hey, here's a quest. Hey, here's the thing. Hey, here's the person in trouble. Hey, your your uh, your actual objective that you were supposed to go to was 200 yards that back that way because you completely missed it. So now you got to go back. So there's so many distractions in this game. Like you can't even you can't even keep it all straight. Like sometimes you forget, like, where was I going? What was I doing? Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, but it's all it's all like great content, like the stories. The writing in this game is is pretty amazing. Like, very very emotional writing, very emotional acting. Cool. And it's a very versed cast. So like, it's weird because like you think you're in a French town. They just say you're in a European city, and you you see people talking in French, you know, French accents, whatever. Of course. You, 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 you'll you'll see somebody talking in an Australian accent, and all of a sudden like you get these bandits that are like Southern country bumpkin people. They're like, hey, what are you doing over there? Let's get them. You know, it's like right. I was just talking to a guy with a French accent and then a German guy. And then now I got some like ho-dunk Alabama boy mm-hmm. chasing after me. And those bandits are fucking annoying. Yeah. You. Yeah. It's like you're just trying to kind of run across the rooftop, minding your own business. And some bandit 20 yards back is like <laughs> still chasing you because he's like, I don't like the way that guy's doing it. Get him. <laughs> get him. <laughs> Get him. It's like, just, I didn't even touch you or acknowledge you. Leave me alone. But, Leave me alone. So, yeah, that's, but, I mean, the game is so much fun. There's so much content, so much to do. And just side quests are good. Characters are good. Story is good so far. Like, you're, you know, you're in this city trying to find your sister. And, you know, you have to kind of befriend some bad people to kind of get to where you're going and, Right. There's obviously kind of like a backstory to it. Yeah. So that's cool. Are you? Oh uh, yeah. That are you going to play all 500 hours of it? No. Are you sure? You don't want to see sure. every blade of grass. No. And I don't want to see every little possible uh, change into the uh, change in the story or change in the way the world builds. Because mm. I think that's why they kind of delayed it because they were promising some pretty big things. Yeah. They like were. they were promising like some pretty big world building events that would happen based on your decisions. And I think they got too big for their britches. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I kind of read some of the reviews going around. I'm not interested in this game. I didn't play the first one. I'm just, it's just one of those games that I'm just not interested in. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I think the concept is interesting and I, I actually hear that this is less about the zombies and more about, you know, other the things. People. Yeah. Which is way more interesting to me than, you know, just another like, oh my gosh, this is The Walking Dead, but not really, you know. Yeah. Uh, Who really are The Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah, right. Who's the real villain here? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just, I'm not, it's just one of those games I'm not interested in. Although I hear 
Rosario Dawson is in it. Mm-hmm. Selling point. <laughs> I haven't um I haven't encountered her yet. Ah. But uh your your main character, the character you play as, his name is Aiden, could have sworn he was Nolan North. Sounds just like him in some in certain lines. But he's like a mix of him and um uh who's the guy that played Chris Redfield and Sonic the Hedgehog? What was his name? Uh because he was the main character in Dying Light, the first one. Uh, you, you said Sonic the Hedgehog, and my mind immediately went to Ben Schwartz. <laughs> no, not that one. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, he was one of the OG voice actors for... Uh... Yeah, let me see. I'm looking it up. Uh, was it Jason Roger Craig Griffith? Smith. Roger, Roger Craig, Craig Smith. Smith. I knew it would start with an R, though. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh man yeah uh cool i'm glad i'm glad someone's playing dying light yeah i haven't encountered any of these glitches that people have had i've had issues maybe jumping sometimes with clipping into a wall and clipping out of a wall Mm -hmm. but that's the only major thing i haven't encountered any sound glitches or you know game breaking glitches or anything like that but eh. yeah neat the game is the game is fun it's playable it's in good condition. Graphics look great. Movement is awesome. Yeah. I'm playing on a Series X, so the load time is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, everything I've seen, it's like it looks like it runs great. It looks like it's what people want from this game. You know, I'm I'm yeah. happy that it kind of turned out the way I think people who are you know at least fans of the game, the first game, mm-hmm. uh, got what they wanted. So. Yeah, I mean. It took him eight years to make it. Yeah. But we yeah, got no it, kidding. and it's good. No kidding. Uh, well, they did have to rewrite it because they, their, what, their writer got me too or whatever, so they had to, like, rewrite the entire game or something. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I, like I was saying earlier, they kind of promised a little bit too much. So, I mean, that's every game, though. <laughs> you know, those Polish yeah. developers, man, just can't over-promise everything. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know what it is about you guys. Except for The Witcher 3. Although, a lot of people kind of forget that that game was kind of that game hot broken trash on launch. when it came yeah. out. So. Yep. So. What have you been playing? I have been playing Destiny 2 because The Witch Queen comes out in three weeks, and I am underprepared. And so... Do you need to be a certain level, light level, to well, play it, or...? Here's the thing. They're raising everybody to the, the... They're raising the floor of the light level to 1350. So no matter what your light level is, like if you're 1100 going into the Witch Queen, you're automatically raised to 1350. Oh, It's okay. like the... I don't know. There's like this big thing within Destiny right now. It's like, uh, you know, the community's like, oh, why even have light level anymore? You, you might as well just like take it off because everybody's, you know, trying to... What you know, it, it just doesn't matter every time a new expansion comes out. It's like it's to get new people in, guys. You're already yeah, really like the cap right now is thirteen. What's the cap right now? Like thirteen seventy, I think right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the artifact, so I guess thirteen fifty five, maybe thirteen sixty, and like you're a lot of people are already there, right? Like if you've been playing forever, you're already there. You know how to do your pentacles you you have a raid group you have a dungeon group right like it's just mm-hmm. 
people just like to complain, you know. Yep. And they're raising the uh, soft cap to fifteen hundred and the hard cap to fifteen fifty, I think, and then the artifact cap to fifty. Like they're it's. I'm trying to do math real quick. I think like they're taking the cap off of the artifact, which used to be ten light level. They're taking the cap mm-hmm. off, so you can potentially gain an extra thirty points. So I guess the artifact cap is fifteen eighty. <clears throat> so it's uh they're doing a lot of big changes though. They're going full RPG this this time. Uh, they're changing the way subclasses work. You have weapon crafting. Where you yeah, can, I heard about that. You can take a weapon in and choose like your frame, which is like stability, you know, uh, uh, recoil, whatever, and go in and st- like start building your own weapons, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people think that that's going to lead to armor down the road, which would be really, really cool. And uh, they're changing the way that uh, a lot of the game works to try to get new people in. And I'm like, this is not the time to be getting new people in here. So this is, uh, I'd say everything from beyond light to the final shape. The, these four expansions mm-hmm. is like, it's weird because like, there's so much content that if you, if I'm going to tell you, if you're not in destiny, if you haven't gotten into destiny now, there's no reason to get into it. If wow. you're in, if you're into it for the story, there's no reason to get into it because a the content vaulting right they're taking the most important expansion out of the game, so like you have no idea like people who have jumped in with Destiny two now have no idea who Cade six is right like yeah, yeah. Destiny one fan favorite he's the, probably the best character they ever created up to that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Forsaken is like spoilers for Forsaken, but it's the whole marketing thing for the game. Cade gets murdered by Aldrin Sov, who's the Awoken Prince, and uh, he raises an army of uh, fallen called the um, Scorn, and uh, you kind of go on a mission to take him out. Right? It's like an assassination mission. The whole campaign is like an, a tracking and assassination mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes back as a guardian called the Crow, and he's actually one of the most compelling characters now. He's actually a really great written character uh, because he goes through this transition of he's the only guardian that we know about his previous life before he was resurrected as a guardian. And so everybody remembers he killed Cade, but he Mm -hmm. does not know that he killed Cade because once you get resurrected your memory of your previous life is gone. Like he, you just don't remember. Oh, okay. But everybody else remembers. And so like, there is this whole transition of like people learning how to trust him as a character. And, uh, that whole transition was really interesting, but you only get that in the seasonal storylines, which go away when the next expansion comes out. So like this whole, like forsaken and shadow keep, like if you didn't play the seasonal stuff, you don't get that stuff. You don't see him get resurrected. You don't see him go through that transition to become the crow. And then when beyond light goes away, you don't see that transition of him being accepted by the guardians. So like, so what's the logic in taking all that stuff away? I mean, just, just to push new content to push new content and to keep the file size small is their kind of thing. 
but I suppose I suppose that's the one bad thing about games as a service mm-hmm. is that the more the more content that gets released, the more that the bigger your download. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like games are so compartmentalized now, where you can download a campaign and the multiplayer separate. You can download certain things, you know, yeah. and like a lot of the fan base is trying to convince Bungie to like re- at least re-release the campaign stuff. And, like, let us delete it when we're done playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, then it turns out it came out that they switched everything over to a new engine. And uh, they've been prioritizing content for the new engine. And we're like, oh, okay, well, that means content vaulting. Maybe they'll take out some maps and replace some multiplayer maps. Maybe they'll take out some strikes and put in new ones, whatever. That's the kind of stuff we expect to be vaulted from okay. here on out. And then they announced that they were removing Forsaken, which is such an important campaign. It's their best campaign since the Taken King in Destiny 1. It's seriously mm-hmm. their best campaign. And it's like, well, now everybody's going to miss that great story. And I don't know. It's just, uh, it's really hard to recommend Destiny now, especially, especially, maybe you didn't play Forsaken, which is okay, whatever, that's fine. Like, it's a cool story, but maybe you didn't play that. Maybe you didn't play Shadowkeep. Okay, it's a dumb... We're going back to the moon because there's a haunted section of the moon. Whatever, it's fine. Eris is dumb. Mm-hmm. But Beyond Light... <laughs> like, with Beyond Light... <coughs> ugh, Beyond Light seasonal content turned into, like, chapters of a story. Like, they changed the way they did seasons. And so each season is, like, a really compelling chapter of the narrative... And when Witch Queen comes out, all of these awesome stories that they've told over the last year and some change are just going away because they're taking the seasons out to make room for the Witch Queen's seasonal content. So, I mean, if you want, I don't, I mean, if you made Destiny your full-time job, maybe you could get through the campaigns in in the seasonal content, but like, I don't know. It's just it's going to be so hard to catch up story-wise. Yeah, it sounds like it. And like this season of the Lost which is going on right now is like so integral to what's going to happen in the Witch Queen. And like mm-hmm. the the uh resurrection of Savathun which is like the big bad of the next campaign and what's having happening with her sister Zivu Arath and what what's hunting Zivu Arath and Savathun, right? Which is like the new bad guys that everybody's predicting is called the Veil, and they've been rumored since Destiny One, and they're really the ones behind the darkness. And it's just like, man, there is so much to keep up with. I run a Destiny podcast, and I am I struggle to keep up with all of it. <laughs> so, but yeah, I played a lot of Destiny this this week to get yeah, back to. Yeah, and you thought about a lot of Destiny. <clears throat> I think about Destiny constantly. It's like a, it's that comfort game, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, also, I recorded seven podcasts last week, so my, I didn't really have a lot of time to play games. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we're trying to keep everything ahead. And so uh, everybody's going to have a week off soon, though. That's, that's the idea. Just like everybody mm-hmm. needs a week off. Just a breather. Take it. Relax. Uh, I also played a lot of Metroid Dread. I'm trying to finish that up, too. And, like, I feel like I keep playing it, 
and I feel like I've spent a lot more time in that game than I should have, but that game makes me feel really dumb mm-hmm. because I'm not, I don't play a lot of Metroidvania games, mostly because I don't really like them because they make me feel dumb. Yeah. Uh, this one makes me feel Well, like, yeah, because there's honestly no direction in a lot of those. Like, there's no, like, follow the checkpoint or follow this or follow that. A lot of times you kind of, you wander aimlessly trying to find your way. Yeah. And so I am, like, trying to find my way through this game, and this one's a lot easier to follow i guess you would say it's like put together really well to to Mm -hmm. know where you're going but still i feel like banging my head against the wall sometimes and then like what there's this one point where like there's this platform that was an elevator and i didn't know this platform was an elevator yeah i remember you talking about that i just kept running (laughs) past it i was like god Mm -hmm. man this is (laughs) Hmm. yeah anyways so that's kind of what I've been playing. What else did I play? Oh, I play a little bit of Pokemon Legends, which is, yeah, it's cool. I I think I'm gonna really like that game as someone who hasn't really played a lot of Pokemon since the '90s. To be honest, you know, mm-hmm. I think Pokemon Silver was the last time I really got into it. I mean, I dabbled here and there, but it's just like once once the monster count gets that high, and my priorities of life start stacking up. It, do you know there's like 900 monsters now? 908. Jesus, why? I don't know why. It's like with every generation, they keep adding a ton more. I know. Good just, lord. Just stop. Yeah. Like, just just stop. I think there's only 200 in this one, though. So. Oh, okay. Uh, but they're numbered still the same. <laughs> so Yeah, like... they are. Yeah, if you go on the Pokemon Wikipedia, there's the whole list of them all and what generation they belong in, and it's, you know, a little bit of a backstory. Yeah, man, Pokemon's weird. Yes, I, they are. I, I'm i like, look, I like I like Charizard, because I started with the Charmander, mm-hmm. and I like a few others, but man, do you know there's an ice cream cone, and a trash bag, and a chandelier? They're just getting weird with this stuff, man. No, I, I heard about a particular Pokemon called... God, I forget what the... Uh, I'm trying to go to the Wikipedia page. Yeah, there it is. Uh, it's called Drifloon. And apparently this is a Pokemon that looks like a balloon. And what this what this Drifloon does is it entices little kids to grab the Pokemon thinking, oh, this is a balloon. And once the kid grabs onto them... It lifts the kid away and kidnaps them. Hmm. Yeah. And then I, I, I imagine apparently eats or kills these kids because apparently <laughs> part of the kids. other lore. Yeah. Part of the lore is that it emits a gas and that gas is apparently the uh, uh, the gases from the remnants of the children that they ate. Oh. That's, that's freaking dark. That's that's <laughs> or Pokemon. Hmm. That's that's yeah. scary. Yeah, man. Wow, that's uh. I don't know, man. Pokemon are weird. Right? Yes, they are. Hmm. They just keep getting weirder. I feel like I feel like everybody at the Pokemon company before they make new monsters, they're like, "We're all gonna get really baked, and then we're just gonna go sit in a room and draw pictures, and these are the new Pokemon." Yeah, and then we're gonna give them crazy names. Let's give this one a cool backstory. Yeah. Let's make it like kidnap kids. Like, is that pretty dark? Nah, I'd be cool. <laughs> oh, by the way, he eats them, and yeah. that turns into the gas. <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah, when it dies, it's said that the gas it excretes is children's souls that it ate. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, it's so scary. Yeah. Mm. Man, good times. Good times. <laughs> good Pokemon. <laughs> good. good for good wholesome family game. Yeah. Kids game, guys. Kid, this is a kids game. Yep. Kids game. <laughs> Jesus. All right, story. Uh, did you pick? Did you pick anything up this week? I got Simpsons Hit and Run for the Xbox. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, my friend Josh was. Uh, he acquired a large collection from a friend of his, and uh, there was like a whole stack of Xbox One, uh, regular old Xbox games. And he's like, yeah, I mean, out of all the stacks of games, he told me to pick a few. Like, I ended up actually scooping up uh, Operation Raccoon City from... Uh, oh, like a physical? Um, yeah, a physical copy of it on uh, the PS3. So, so I was like, oh, fuck, take it. I don't care, whatever. <laughs> I have it for Xbox anyway, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, I never had a copy of Simpsons Hit and Run ever, which was the weirdest thing. Because I was like, I looked at my collection, and I was like, wait, I don't have it. So it's kind of weird, because I have so many games that... But I, I always think I have a good idea of what I have. Yeah. And I looked and I was like, I don't have that game. That's weird. So, yeah, I scooped that up. Um, I actually scooped up the deluxe edition of Dying Light 2. Ooh. There's a problem with the cart with the with the case, man. There's a problem with the case? There's a problem with the case. Is it a steel, steel book? It's a steel book. It's a steel book. Now, you know how, for, for starters, for some reason, Microsoft decided... To put the disc on the left side of the case, what? as opposed to the right side of the case. Oh right? yeah, that is a physical thing for Xbox, isn't it? Yeah, it really is kind of weird. So, and you know the, the the spine of the disc, it's like the letters go from like bottom to top. So like you read it from the bottom to the top. Well, they screwed this up, this steel book, because it reads from top to bottom. And like when I put it in the, you know, when I put it on the shelf, it's like. Everything reads normally, and then all of a sudden you'll go to Dying Light 2, and it's, like, kind of reading the other way. Oh. So it's it's kind of messed up. And That's messed up. But, you know, the game comes with the sleeve, and the sleeve is the correct way. Yeah. So I guess That's I'm annoying. just leaving this—I guess I'm just leaving the sleeve on just oh. to kind of, you know, alleviate my obsessiveness with the way my collection looks on my wall. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so annoying. Yeah, it really is. That's... I don't like it. Oh, that's so annoying. I was annoyed. I remember when I first, when I got my Xbox One, I remember opening the discs and I'm like, what the hell? Did they do this wrong? Did I get a faulty disc case? And then once I started realizing all the discs are like that, I was like, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing that with uh, the Master Chief collection when I got it for Christmas that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I I got that year for Christmas, I got the, the Assassin's Creed Xbox One bundle and, uh, it came with digital codes. It didn't come with boxes, which yeah. at the time really annoyed me because I was like a huge collector back then. Mm-hmm. And then Yo, I got why give me a disc. Why give me a case with no games in it? Yeah. Whatever. And uh, I I had Assassin's Creed Black Flag on Wii U, so I ended up gifting the code to someone. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got the Master Chief Collection disc, and. I remember opening it up. I'm like, what is happening to this box? Did they just like <laughs> flip it around? And I like actually tried to flip the box around, but then the mm-hmm. Xbox logo is on the bottom. And I'm like, what is happening here? What am I like? <laughs> am I, I thought I was having a stroke. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> oh, man, that's. Mm. 
yeah, it was it, it's it was definitely interesting to come to that realization because I I looked at it and I was like, I don't think this is right. I was <laughs> I was looking at the case and I'm like, I I I think this is backwards, and I put it on my shelf and I was like, no shit, it is. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. You know what really annoys me, though, about the Xbox One cases is they never came up with, like, a complete design for it. Mm -hmm. So almost, like, you can tell, like, every three or four months, the cases would, they're like, the boxes would change, especially for, like, exclusives, where, like, Quantum Break said, uh, console exclusive to Xbox One, and then Gears would just say, Xbox One exclusive, and then, like, Mm -hmm. Halo 5 came out and just said, only on Xbox One. I'm like, pick one. Just pick one. Well, yeah, like... um... I think uh, the Series X copies of games just mm-hmm. say Xbox on them. They do, yeah. And but, the Xbox One games say Xbox One. Yeah, but then I have Gears Tactics, which is an Xbox Series X game, but it's for both. Mm-hmm. But then I have Halo Infinite, which has that nice little like white cutout, right? Like yep. they're starting to do now, which is great. But mm-hmm. like they don't line up together, and it really bothers me. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, even the tops of the boxes where, like, Halo Infinite's, like, space between the paper and the top of the box is, like, I don't know, like, a quarter of an inch, right? But okay. then, But then, like, Gears Tactics still has the Xbox One-style boxes where it's, like, three quarters of an inch and the paper is wrapped around. I'm like, oh, my gosh, just pick, mm-hmm. just, just please just, fix this. Really, honestly, they just need to pick a design and just go with it. At the very least, Sony has it where it's, like, we're just going to make it all white. Yeah. And that's how different we're going to make it. Jesus. Yeah. And it really bothered me when the PlayStation 3 did that, too. Remember when they had the Spider-Man font yep. for a while? And, like, the first, like, two years, all the boxes had, like, the red thing with the PS, like the Spider-Man yeah, font. The, yeah. And then yep. the boxes that move forward with the regular PlayStation font. I was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And then, like, the very last year, all the PlayStation, or I guess it would be, like, the last two years, PlayStation 3 had the blue boxes mm-hmm. to match the Vita and the PlayStation 4. And it's like, what are you doing to me? Yeah, stop, stop. Well, it was like, yeah, when PlayStation 1 went to those big ass plastic, you know, boxes to just regular old CD disc cases. Right. Man, that was like, that was a change. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Man, I still have Sega CD and Sega Saturn games that are. Those cases, those cases go for a ton of money. If they're in good condition, mine will have cracks in them. Because yeah, but if you if you find one with good condition, you could go on eBay and sell that shit for mm-hmm. like I was seeing like packs of three just blank cases for seventy dollars on eBay. Yeah. yeah, like it's just asinine because yeah, it's hard. Like if you go to like uh, retro stores or like you go to these kind of conventions, people are just picking up like shitty sports titles just for the cases. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and I- even the sports titles are going for like thirty bucks because people know what they got. Yeah. And they know that people are going to want this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I have FIFA, FIFA International, like, 93 or 94 mm-hmm. for Sega CD. It's great. It's actually you could probably great. sell You could probably sell that for, like, 30, 40 bucks. To you? Just for the, just for the, just for the case itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I already have FIFA for the uh, Sega CD. Yeah, so. I figured. You probably have every FIFA game since, like, 1991. No. No, I don't. I sell those ones right away. Actually, you know what? I have FIFA 22. I still haven't played it yet. Hmm. Well, it's coming to Game Pass in like a week and a half, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man. I picked up some games, Toy. Yeah? Yeah. I completed my digital Splinter Cell collection. 
with uh, Chaos Theory, which I hear is uh, nice. the best one. It is the best one. Yeah, so I own them all digitally now. I have a soft spot for uh, Pandora tomorrow because uh, they had uh, the your commander or your your whatever the guy's name was, mm-hmm. Lambert, I think. They got a different voice actor for the second one. And he was the dude from the Allstate commercials. Oh, yeah. That guy's cool. Yeah. Um, he did a good job. But, like, all of a sudden, they brought the original voice actor back for Chaos Theory. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of kind of missed the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it came out around the time where he was he was on 24 for a while. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Man, 24. Remember that show? That was, a, that was actually a really good show. Oh. I watched the first season. I'm like, yeah, I'm really into this. And then I stopped after the first season. Yeah, I think I got through the third season when it started getting a little bit batshit. Yeah. I was like, ah, I think I'm done. Yeah. So uh, I picked that up. I picked up uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4, complete edition. Ooh. Uh, to F for those who don't know, it's like a mix between a third-person shooter and a strategy. Real-time uh, strategy, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I, I have it on Switch, but I'm like, what if I want to play it on my TV? And my mm-hmm. switch is in the office charging, you know? What do I do? Yeah. Uh, plus, it runs at 60 frames in 4K on the series. Uh, on the, well, on 1X, I guess, so. On 1X, yeah. Or Series X or whatever. Yeah. And then I got a... Uh, you're going to be proud of me, Stoy. Are you ready? Let me... Okay, yeah, go. Resident Evil 3. Oh, wow, the remake? Mm-hmm. I like that game. I now have all of the Resident Evil games up to seven. You I, don't even I, have Village yet? No. Oh, wow. I don't. Well, I don't have seven either. It's on Game Pass. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I'm like, I, I should probably play through these games. I'm interested enough in the lore. I have you probably... even, have you played the, the, the two remake at all? Or The only Resident Evil game I've ever completed is the first remake. But I follow it. I'm oh, oh, I lied. I completed Resident Evil Five. Damn it! I also come on, man. I also like what I played of six. What is Resident Evil Five anyway? Oh yeah, that's the that's the one where they're in Africa. Yeah, Sheva, Sheva, yeah, Sheva, yeah. The worst AI partner of all time. She was fine. Yeah, if you had somebody else, she, she was no Ashley. From Resident Evil 4. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, also, I bought Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, nice. Uh, I read an article on Pure Xbox on how to buy games that are backwards compatible, but you can't purchase them through the Xbox One or the Xbox Series X. Yeah. You have to type in, like, Xbox 360 Marketplace game title in Google, and it takes you to that page okay and it was it was actually really wait awesome. so 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 like on a on your phone or on your computer or literally on on your on a bro- in a browser any type of browser any type of browser okay yeah so if you type in like jet set radio or jet yeah jet set radio xbox 360 marketplace it should be like the mm-hmm. first link and it takes you to like the old marketplace okay the yeah. old xbox marketplace and you can buy that in the dlc if there's any for games that are backwards compatible but not available to purchase. Okay. So, 
That was cool. That was a cool backwards good to, trick. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Because I heard, I heard even if you fire up your old Xbox 360, you can, you know, download it. Yeah. But also, you know what I found out through Xbox 360? It doesn't recognize, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, it doesn't recognize that you have Xbox Live Gold. So you Why? can't, you can't even sign, like it, it still thinks you have a silver account. Huh. At least on mine. I, I haven't even checked. Yeah. Because I was like, oh man, I have the Transformers games. I should probably, I, I want to download it and play it. So I got on the mm-hmm. thing and it like wouldn't let me log into Xbox Live Gold. And huh. it just kept telling me I had Xbox Live Silver. That's interesting. Yeah. So. Hmm. I was like, nah, man. I, I have it down. I have Transformers downloaded. I have like all the Ninja Turtles arcade games and X Men and Simpsons and, you know, all the games right. that I wish were backwards compatible but aren't. Army of Two, 40th Day, I downloaded. Oof. Alpha Protocol. Alpha Protocol. <sighs> that needs to. Sega, come on. Come on. Come on. Come Make on. It backwards compatible. Phil. Phil. You got Sega on speed dial. Come on, man. You won't buy Sega, but you could buy the IP from them. Come on. Yes. God, how good would an Alpha Protocol be? Imagine you could buy it for pretty cheap. Yeah. Imagine how good an Alpha Protocol on today's tech would be. Yeah. Ugh. Dude, so good. Man, what a game. What a game, Stoy. What a game. Speaking of games, I guess we should probably get into this news since we're an hour in, huh? Sure, yeah. Probably. What's happening? Yeah, you know what happened? Another acquisition this week, Stoy. Mm-hmm. But not one for Xbox. But nope. it affects Xbox players. In the in the right where it feels right here. Yeah, yeah. This kind of has a. Uh, if you know the history of Bungie, uh-huh. this does uh, this does kind of hit in the feels. Yeah. Uh, Sony has acquired Bungie for three point six billion dollars. Acquisitions are all the rage these days as Microsoft and Sony have both said they aren't done buying studios, which plays into our topic of the week, by the way. This past week, Sony struck back as they purchased the studio that created Halo and literally built the Xbox, Bungie. Good news for those who are fans of their games, however, as the Destiny studio will operate as a separate entity and all of their current and future projects will remain multi-platform. The deal seems to be more than just a simple acquisition, as Sony has uh, has the resources to allow Bungie to become a multimedia entertainment company while Bungie has massive skill set for Sony to utilize as they expand into live service and multiplayer offerings. I don't understand why Sony would spend this much money but still allow Bungie for their future projects to be multi-platform. I don't buy that for a second. This is a, this is a tech and future like because jim ryan came out and said that they the reason why they bought bungie was because they have 10 live service games in the works and that Mm -hmm. and like bungie already knows how to create a live service game and they pretty much bought the time skip of how long it would take them to learn how to develop a live service game and kind of infuse like matchmaking and multiplayer style things into these live service games Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hub areas, I imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and in return, they're going to offer... Because Bungie came out over the summer and said they want to become like a multimedia entertainment company, expanding their IP into, you know, shows and past comic books into like maybe novels and movies and stuff. And 
lot of people have been wanting a, a Netflix Destiny anthology style thing. And uh, it'd be cool to have like an anime, like a Destiny anime. Yeah, that's uh, that's what some people are really wanting. Yeah, almost in the vein of like Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus, where they like a different artist does uh, a different episode. Mm. And uh, so Sony has like Sony Pictures, and they have the uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation. They own them, and Columbia yep. TriStar for movies, and then they have that big Netflix contract too, where you know that ten year all their movies in the next ten years are gonna hit Netflix and. PlayStation Productions is, you know, a, a brand that's clearly developing video game IP into TV shows movies. and movies. Yep. So uh, I think Bungie saw that, and that was, like, the one thing that Microsoft could not offer them. Because apparently mm-hmm. Microsoft was in the running to buy them as well. And yeah, then, buy them again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they were going to, and then the Activision thing came up, and obviously, no offense to to destiny but call of duty is way bigger than destiny and like all they're all of activision blizzard's ip together is bigger than what bungie has to offer as much as as much as i prefer destiny over overwatch and call of duty and stuff like it's clear right and they clearly paid for it also Mm -hmm. uh but on top of that sony has what microsoft couldn't offer in terms of tv and movie production if they wanted yeah. to go that route. so, And that's the only benefit I would see to them kind of staying for them is that, you know, they're staying multi-platform in terms of video game service. So, yeah, all future expansions of Destiny will be pushed to other platforms like, mm-hmm. you know, Xbox and Sony and PC and whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I hear, they're, I hear they're working on a new IP. Bungie is. Two. So actually. I would not be. Two. Okay. I would not be surprised if those became exclusive. They're not. They but, already. They already have confirmed that the the two games that are in development I, right now are multi. I don't believe it. I don't believe that. I don't believe Sony would. You know, like I said, Sony's a business, and obviously they didn't buy. Um, you know, a company like Sony doesn't buy a, a studio like this just for them to make games for the competitors for the other systems. And you know, I I know I, I've read all the comments of them saying like, oh yeah, you know, like. They're going to stay multi-platform. I mean, Phil Spencer said the same shit about Call of Duty. And, you know, even the future is murky on that in terms of after the next two installments of Call of Duty, what's going to happen next? So uh-huh. I, I I think from a business standpoint, I think Sony's going to change their tune. They're going to think about it. and They're going to be like, we want these exclusive to uh-huh. Sony platforms. Yeah. Here's the, uh, the quote uh, from... Uh, Pete Parsons and Jim Ryan. The first thing to say unequivocally is that Bungie will stay an independent multi-platform studio and publisher. This is what Jim Ryan said. Mm-hmm. Pete Parsons and I have spoken about many things over recent months, and this was one of the first and actually easiest and most straightforward conclusions we reached together. Everybody wants the extremely large Destiny community, whatever platform they're on, to be able to continue to enjoy Destiny 2 experiences. And that approach will apply to future Bungie releases. That is unequivocal. I mean, um, I get I, things could change in like five, ten years, right? Like, yeah, I know they have kind of like a five-year plan for Destiny right now, right? And that's going to be, you know, multi-platform matter which is their new IP, their one new IP 
It's like a, I think it's like a hero multiplayer shooter in the vein of Overwatch. Okay. Is multi-platform. They also have that big investment from NetEase to create something that's multi-platform. So, like, those three will probably, unless Sony buys out Matter at some point, right, which I could actually see being a Sony property because, like, nobody really knows what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one I could see being like, okay, well, that's going to be a Sony multi, uh, Sony multiplayer game for them, which is fine. Like, I would be okay with that because, like, I, I like Bungie a lot. Like, I really love Halo and I really love Destiny, mm-hmm. but I'm a fan of those universes. I'm not like a, you know, Bungie hardcore fan. And be like, oh, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I still. Um, Bungie being kind of independent is the best case scenario here because they have been fiercely independent ever since you know leaving leaving Microsoft to do their own thing, mm-hmm. getting picked up by Activision, and then ultimately leaving Activision themselves because you know Destiny Two was a turning point for them where they took the mistakes from they learned from the first Destiny, mm-hmm. doubled down, and really made Destiny Two a great game. And something with longevity and staying power, like it's the fact that it's been a full service game with still more content five, six years after its release mm-hmm. is still amazing. And Sony obviously sees that as potential for, you know, a really good, yeah, you know, live it's, service game ser- engine. It's really the only one outside of like Fortnite, which I don't even really kind of count as this in the same vein as Destiny, right? Like, I mean, yeah, how many games have come out and been like a Destiny like that have just fallen off right the division yeah. right like i think the division but basically the, every almost every ubisoft game <laughs> yeah the division ghost recon avengers mm-hmm. right like the yeah. avengers couldn't stick the landing right i mean that that's yeah. like marvel's a huge property and like that couldn't even stick the landing and so like you said i think sony sees like the consistency and the longevity of destiny as something that they can utilize in the future for yeah them. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe if uh, Sony knew that Microsoft was on the door. Yeah. You know, on their door, and I think they came in and swooped it up. I mean, obviously this wasn't a knee-jerk reaction to Mike mm-hmm. announcing that they picked up Activision oh, because yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Th- this deal was probably months in the making. Yeah, they started well, talking you know, last summer, I think they said. Yeah, last summer, yeah. So um, I, it was just kind of like the timing of the announcement. Like, obviously, our investors need to under- need to know and understand what's our response to this? And of course, naturally, bam, this is our response. Yeah. You know, is, is it as big as what we thought earlier of like maybe having Sony pick up Capcom or Konami? No, but mm-hmm. you know, from what Jeff Keighley says, yeah, we, there may be more on the horizon. Yeah. And I mean, as someone who like, doesn't really care about these acquisitions and whatever, I, I do have to say this one kind of was like a surprise and, I don't want to say it hurt, you know, because like mm-hmm. I don't I don't own Microsoft or Xbox or no stake in Halo whatsoever or anything. Right. But like just as a fan of the platform, seeing like the company that basically built your platform is now playing for the other team was kind of like, oh, man, I would have. My heart would have definitely traded the Activision stuff for this company. Right. Mm-hmm. I, just as a fan of Destiny and Halo. But yeah, good. Good for Sony. I hope they. Yep create something other than a third person over the shoulder action game you know right yeah not to like keep beating that drum but like 
And as great as Sony games are, right? Like Uncharted's amazing and Horizon and God of War are like some of my favorite games of all time, but like they're all third person action games, you know. Well, that's what sells. Yeah. Single player games, that's what sells right now. Yeah. It used to be first person shooters, but now they since moved on. Yeah. So uh but man, three point six billion dollars. I know Bungie's already ex- has already expanded uh <laughs> their they're hiring so it's great yeah bad yeah all right Stoy, we're gonna move on from this uh acquisition story to the other way around i guess in a not so big way but still it will be the show will debut on xbox game pass for the second year in a row uh, that's kind of crazy how a sports title is coming to game pass like on day one yeah yeah it's uh it's cool though like i mean mlb is a big deal like that's a yeah you know, I mean, it's literally, it's the only, I mean, it, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess Madden's the only football and NBA, NBA 2K is really the only NBA game, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's cool that this is, this is kind of different because of the whole Sony San Diego development thing, I guess is kind of like, mm-hmm. it just hits different for some reason, but. And this is where I wonder, like, how the hell this could happen? Like, you know how Sony could be okay with this. Well, I think it's major, the major league baseball. What, what happened was Sony's contract was up with major league baseball. And I think the only way they could renew the contract is if they agreed to go multi-platform. And this is a big deal for them, yeah. right? Like it will be the show is quietly one of their best selling games every year. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, it really is. It's, it's arguably the best baseball game right now. Yeah. To date. I don't know, man. Yeah, so, RBI, yeah, RBI baseball uh, for Switch that. is great. FIFA FIFA is doing that with um, uh, they're with EA now, where they're like, listen, we know like you have a monopoly on all FIFA games, but we're looking at other options to kind of explore with other developers to make good soccer games. Yeah, which I hope pans out because FIFA's been the exact same for the last like five seven years. Yeah, well, isn't so isn't FIFA asking for like triple the money that? This original yeah, and contract I think was. Yeah, and I think they're doing that on purpose because they, you know, they want to make it impossible for EA to buy that. Again. Yeah, and EA already trademarked the name EA Football Club, mm-hmm. which would be probably the game that they go to after, like, when, if FIFA, they don't resign with FIFA, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could resign with. I, I don't know what the contingency of the, like, I imagine they tripled the price because they want exclusivity. Mm-hmm. to the teams, the names, the likelinesses, and everything. Yeah. But can't they just go to each of the clubs and just say, hey, we'll pay you X amount to use the likenesses and your players, right? See, and that was what Project Evolution Soccer got away with all the time because Project Evolution Soccer for years had the Champions League right. license with the United European Football Association. Mm-hmm. So if they, if these, if there were teams that were in the Champions League – they were in this game, which so you could have Manchester United, you could have Juventus, you could have, you know, Barcelona and all these other teams. And, you know, they could get away with that as opposed to having some of the other teams in the English Premier League or Italian Serie A. Yeah. So it's just it's it's such a murky mess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, EA, I mean, as 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 much as I hate to admit it, EA knows what they're doing in the sports space, at least at least in yeah. terms of making money. But they need to, and, and you know, instead of and, and this is kind of goes against what 
a lot of times we've been talking about with studio acquisitions and everything like that. Like sometimes that could hurt the video game development world because, you know, EA, EA Sports has been known to not really innovate the sporting games in the last few years. Mm-hmm. That it's always been just either roster refreshes or, you know, maybe small little bumps here and there. But, right. you know, they need to be challenged. They need to know that someone is behind them catching up. So that means they need to push their innovation or they need to push their, you know, hard work and trying to kind of provide something new for the fans to get them to keep coming back to them as opposed to their competitors. Right. Yeah. Bring back the EA sports of old when, you know, they were competing with other people. Yeah. You know, and other soccer developers or football developers even. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's the one thing I think MLB has always done is, you know, not only iterate, but they've also innovated in a lot of ways. And some, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but you can't, kind of you can't say they haven't at least tried you know yeah so i, I mean do, go do, ahead do any other developers make uh, uh baseball games now uh i mean rbi baseball exists which is yeah like, that's always the kind of arcade yeah yeah uh and i mean there was uh mlb 2k for a while but yeah i mean the show was just blowing them out of the water so much that, and plus I think the MLB when the contract came up to kind of license out the MLB to 2k, I just think 2k didn't wanted to, to not pay as much money and MLB wanted too much money. And, you know, kind of the thing that EA is going through with FIFA right now in a way. Right. And so they just didn't renew the license. Cause they're like, uh, why not? I mean, like, why would we go through that? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, yeah, I, think, I think it really is the show. That's it. Yeah, you got RBI baseball. That's kind of more the arcadey part of it. And yeah, there was MLB 2K for a while, and I think the last one was 2K13. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think EA has been developing a baseball game for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, right? I mean, they're always probably trying to do something. Yeah, right. But never say never. NCAA football is coming back. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's, it's never too late for anything. <laughs> EA Sports College Football. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, MLB The Show. I played it last year when it came to Game Pass. It was pretty good. I'm not, like, a huge baseball fan, but mm-hmm. I do like baseball games. I do enjoy, you know, especially Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, Home Run Derby in that game. Oh, my gosh, dude. You should just... They turned up the stats for home runs and home run derby, and like, if if you just hit the ball at all, it would just be a home run. Oh yeah. Well, the, I mean, you're in there hitting home runs, so you got to be hitting home runs a lot. Yeah, it's part of the game, right? It is, at least back then. Yeah. The um, but yeah, um, I never, I can't remember the last time I really played a simulation baseball game. I I, I really can't. Yeah, I, I I played a little bit of the show last year just because it came to Xbox, and I was like, oh, okay, well, right. it's Game Pass. I don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about baseball, but it'd be cool to play a little bit. And it was it was it's it's surprisingly intuitive and deep, which is something that a lot of EA Sports games are missing. I think at least yeah, at least you know, football and stuff. So, oh uh, yeah, it's 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 always definitely sounded really good. All right, 
Stoy, we're gonna we're gonna hit the wrap up here. Uh, just one story in the wrap up, which I it might not even be a wrap up. We might actually have something to talk about here. Grand Theft Auto 6 is officially well into development at Rockstar Games. The next entry to Grand Theft Auto is well into de- development, according to sources. Not that we didn't already know that, but this is the first time it's been acknowledged by the publisher Rockstar Games. Not much else is known except for the rumor that the game could be returning to both Vice City and Liberty City. So the one thing I I, I wondered with my other guys is, do you think they're going to sell the online and the campaign separately? I don't think so. Well... Because honestly, they did that. They, they did, did that, that with, with Red Dead. They did it with Red Dead too, and they did it with Red Dead. Because when Five came out, the multiplayer, the online portion, didn't come out for like three months after. Mm-hmm. So when you bought the game, you just bought the campaign. I think my my theory is, is they're going to sell if you buy like what the product is Grand Theft Auto Six. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a campaign. Like, say you buy, like, the 60 or $70, the base version. You get the right, campaign. Yeah. You get, like, an online starter pack. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just comes with online, right? Yeah. I bet Grand Theft Auto Online 2 or whatever it's called will be, like, a $10 or $20 package. I think it should be free to play. but I think it's, go- I think it's going to be free to play. Uh, but... I, I, just the way they did Red Dead online, mm-hmm. it was ten dollars or twenty dollars to play online only, which I get. Yeah. I get Grand Theft Auto is bigger, but like they charge twenty dollars for Red Dead online. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be a, a thing. Maybe if you maybe it's free to play, but if you buy the twenty dollar online version, you get like the perks that you would get if you bought the sixty dollar package, right? Yeah, uh, and then they'll have all their like super duper gangster premium bundles or whatever they're calling them. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think they're going to go because, you know, making people, I mean, th- th- they understand the market of like making people kind of buy, spend another $70 for maybe just a multiplayer component that some people think like, well, I could just continue playing grand theft auto five, right. You know, multiplayer mm-hmm. and be fine with that. So they want to get those people to jump to the next generation to jump to the next iteration and I really think it's going to come down to them just like giving away the online portion for free, yeah. microtransaction the hell out of them, getting yeah. them shark credit cards or whatever. Yeah. Like they like they do with this one. Yeah. You know, which for some reason people will be more willing to spend that mm-hmm. than just spending seventy dollars all up front and getting a full game right away. But I yeah. mean, that's me. Yeah, but that also gives you a taste of the game, right? Like the free to play yeah. aspect is like, I mean, that's how that's I mean, that's how a lot of people think. Unfortunately, is like. Oh, well, you can, you know, I mean, that's how, remember when uh, Hitman was uh, first coming out and they released the first episode for free? And then everything else was episodic format. Yeah. And yeah. you had to pay extra for them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you remember online passes? For yeah. Used games? Yeah, I do. $10 Woo! to play online. <laughs> $10 to play online if you bought it used. Yeah. Or you could be like me and buy a brand new game and the code was not in the box. So you couldn't redeem it, and then you had to sit on customer support, and they didn't believe me because I was like a 13- or 14-year-old kid, and they thought I was trying to like oh, scam them or something. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Oh, I bet you that was fun. Jeez. I forget I forget what game it was, but I was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? 
It was it was something like Madden, I think, or mm-hmm. NBA Live or something like that. Okay. I was so mad. That's messed up. Yeah. Poor little Corey. I know. I had to spend ten extra dollars to play Madden online. Jerks. Yeah. I can't even work. My other thought was though that GTA Online is gonna be like a continued thing, right? Like obviously GTA Online is gonna be uh San Andreas, but if you want the two new locations, you need to upgrade. Yeah. You know, that's that was my other thought too. I I could see them keeping the current ecosystem alive with the new version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally be, see them doing that. Yeah, and like maybe if you get the newer version, maybe it's like a weird graphical upgrade or something. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's just a nice. Well, the uh, the the PS5 and Series X uh, versions are coming out in a few, like in a month. I know March fifteenth, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm just wondering if like I don't know because like GTA is like don't get me wrong, it still looks good, but it's a 360 game. I mean, yeah, you know, it's an Xbox 360 game with like a few extra bells and whistles and obviously ray tracing is coming with the new versions. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. it's still an Xbox 360 game at its core. Yep. You know? And so I wonder 360 mechanics, you know, yeah, 360 physics. Yeah, I know all that. I mean, yeah. Terrible cover system still. Yeah. Still the cover system in GTA is bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's always, it's always been pretty rough. Yeah. Oh man. G it's, I almost I almost bought it because it's fifteen dollars right now on sale. I was like I don't know. Don't do it. I know I'm not. I, I like as I know I know how I feel do you, about no, GTA. No, do, you, do you think they're gonna have a ten dollar upgrade? No. Or do you think they're gonna make you buy the whole game? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna do anything. I think they're gonna make you buy the whole game. I don't think they're gonna give you like a ten dollar upgrade. You don't. You don't think they're they think you think they're gonna make you repurchase the entire game? Yes, I think they are gonna make you. Man, I it sounds like I really have a low uh, opinion of Rockstar <laughs> games, but I really think man, they are. I mean, they, they're is, sitting on a cash cow, and I mean, people are gonna spend the money. Like, how, I mean, how many people have purchased this game already? You're really gonna charge again? I think they'll do it. I really think they will. I mean, to be fair, I, mean, I could see it going either way to where, like, this game sold so many copies that the people who have at least bought the Xbox One version are going to get the Series X version. Or, oh, this is a brand new SKU, $70. Boom. Yeah. Saves don't transfer either. Nope. <laughs> you can't You can't do it unless you sign into the Rockstar Social Club app or whatever it is. Well, the, I mean, there were some games that did not give you the chance to upgrade. I know. I mean, that, that are currently sitting right now, Judgment. Was one for example where I had the PS4 version, yeah. and then they released the PS5 upgrade, and they gave you no opportunity to upgrade. You had to buy the whole game over again, right? I mean, I did it because I'm a chump and I'm an idiot, <laughs> but I had to pay forty bucks for a game I already had. You did. Uh, that's see, and that's where like, man, I love smart delivery, but it just makes yeah. you forget that not everybody supports it. You know? Yeah, not every. You have to really kind of read the back of the box yeah and you know what game doesn't support it but if you buy the xbox if you buy the ver- the uh whatever version you just get both versions is uh tales of arise so like oh, that's interesting yeah like they don't support smart delivery but if you buy it you get both versions oh, okay 
which is weird because they're two separate clients, mm-hmm. you know, which I, I, man, I don't know, man. It's just, it's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's hard to keep up now. And that's, I think I was talking to Stephanie about it one episode where I said, you got to really read the box. You got to really read for keywords like smart delivery. Yeah. Or if the, if the title says series X first, then that's the, you know, that's the version that you want to get because mm-hmm. if you want to take advantage of those, you know, upgrades or whatever, or even I, I think like a, like a note on the box, if it says ray tracing on it, yeah. then it's like, you know, for a fact, that's a series X yeah. copy. So. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I just am like, I mean, to be fair, like indie games, like it kind of really doesn't matter really. Yeah. But then you like, we're going to be to that point in like a year where like that shit's not even going to matter. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I know there's like a big stink on PlayStation 5 right now, too, where like, you know, $10 upgrades or whatever. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. I get it at at launch initially. Right. Like that sucks for players who are buying into the to the like the hardcore players still have to pay you more money. But like the pe- the vast majority of people buying these consoles. Oh, my gosh. What just happened? Your screen just flashed. It looks like I saw your face. Yeah, everything just kind of like my mo- second monitor just turned off. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, I guess I'll finish this. <laughs> finish the thought. Yeah. Wow. Uh. Anyways, can I turn it back on? What's happening, Soy? Something. I don't know, man. My entire setup just like started crying a little bit. Uh, but like, anyways, hopefully this fixes it. If not, well then whatever. Uh, in a in like a, when the vast majority of people are going to go buy these consoles at the store, right? This shit's mm-hmm. not going to matter, you know, and everybody's yeah. just going to be fine and nobody's going to think about the PlayStation four and Xbox one anymore. I can't wait to that point. I know. I so mean, to be like fair, I'm having to think about it up to this point. I haven't had any issues really except for tales of arise i had like and that wasn't even really an issue i just had to click the box that said xbox series x you know i only had one issue when i bought the rims motorcycle racing game yeah and i thought i was buying just i thought this had smart delivery and i didn't look at the back of the box Mm. and of course it didn't because i'm like playing this on a series x and i'm like why does this game look like garbage why is this game not playing in six frames a second what the hell Right, and then of course I I read about it and I was like, oh, I bought the Xbox One version, so with no smart delivery, and I had to buy the whole game just to get, uh, yeah. So you got to pay attention. Sorry, bro. Man, this really sucks. My second monitor just kind of pooped out on me. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I can manage. I can do this in one tiny twenty-seven inch screen. Poor Corey. I know. Us plebs that are using just laptops and one monitor. I know. Gosh. I'm slumming it down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So GTA. Cool. Uh, not cool. a surprise. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into our, new, our next segment. Pass it on, Stoy. What's coming to Xbox Game Pass this week? So as far as we know, um, a lot of the big games drop on the 10th. Yeah. Uh, there's a game called uh, Besiege, and it's apparently just like a demo or a game preview. It's uh, 
you, you're basically building tanks and war machines. And you're uh, basically destroying fortresses and castles and stuff like that. So um, I imagine it sounds like it's a, a kind of RTS strategy-like game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and then um, Crossfire X, which comes out uh, February 10th. This is on Game Pass. So what you get with this is you get the first campaign mission, the first campaign of Crossfire X. So apparently there's supposed to be two. If you want to get access to both on launch, you have to actually buy, buy the campaign separately, which if you're from what I hear, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, it's 25 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 25 bucks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, game you could get this first campaign, and and I don't know how long it is at this point. I suppose I could have found out, but um, and the multiplayer, so that's what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming out on Game Pass, uh, February 10th. Also on February 10th is Edge of Eternity. This one kind of uh, snuck up on me because uh, I'm a big fan of some of the old school 360 PS3 era JRPGs, and this looks right up my alley. Dude, this so, reminds me so much of Lost Odyssey. Yeah, it's like Lost Odyssey meets Last Remnant. Yeah. Because I think Last Remnant had that where, because uh, this sometimes can be grid-based. Yeah. Once you get into the turn-based combat, yeah, you can actually position your allies on the battlefield or when you're attacking enemies, so you can you could flank enemies from the side or attack them from behind. So, and it's got kind of like the classical, like, Japanese storytelling and character development and everything, so. Yeah. It's, uh. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited for that game. I have to tell you. Yeah. Really, really yeah, excited. I, I really am too. So it's it's going to be kind of, man, this is, the, I'm going to hate this week so much. <laughs> You'll um, be fine. You got, you got Skull, the Hero Slayer. It's a fast paced action roguelite where losing your head is encouraged. Mm. So um, I, I don't know how to describe that, but I think this game, this game has been out for a while. And Has I think it? it's finally, yeah, I think it, because I've heard of this game. So I don't know if it's maybe just like a day one thing or if it's, the game's been out for a while, so. I don't know. But yeah, it's like, it's like kind of like a side-scrolling action roguelike game, so. Also on the 10th, The Last Kids on Earth. Uh, this is a semi-open world action RPG where you're fighting hordes of zombies and monsters. I think we've heard of this game before hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. So a few times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, apparently I missed a part of the title. The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. The Staff of Doom. You'll explore zombie infested streets on your quest to stop Melandra, a powerful adversary from obtaining the Staff of Doom. <laughs> Wasn't there an Indiana Jones game called Staff of Doom? <laughs> Yeah, something. something like that. I think it was for the PlayStation 2. It was like PS2 and Wii, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget. Staff of something. Sta- Emperor's Staff of the Emperor. I don't know. Hmm. Sorry. Indiana Jones. On the mind. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's coming out this week. It's a big week. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Edge of Eternity, I think, is clearly the pick for me. Although, yeah. although Skull... Is really interesting, although the roguelike aspect is out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just—it's one of those things. I even because uh, uh, Sifu is coming out. How, the, how does Stephanie pronounce it? Sifu. Sifu. Okay, got it. Because uh, that's yeah. She. 
she she kind of made sense because in Japanese it means something different, in Chinese it means something totally different as well. But yeah. um, so yeah, that's uh, I mean that game's coming out this week, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Crossfire X I really want to get into because I really want to get into a good like first person shooter campaign, and then mm-hmm. Edge of Eternity, and then I got Dying Light two that I'm playing right now, and then next week I got to look forward to freaking Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh my god! Oh my god! Your wallet oh hurts, god. doesn't it? Yes, it does. This is why I, thankfully, I don't have, I have a PlayStation. Thankfully, I have Game Pass. Yeah. Because at the very least, two of these games I could just play for free. You you kind can of. play for free, sort of, with sort your of, subscription yeah. to Game Pass. Well, it's fifteen dollars a month, so it's not bad. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's yeah. what's coming out this week. Great. Neat. All right. Well, Stoy. Oh now, snap! You want to talk? Oh no! That well, I suppose we could talk about that next week. About what? what's leaving? What's leaving? Yeah, what's, what's leaving? What's leaving? Game Pass. Tell me. Control is leaving. Yeah, but it's not the good version of Control, so it's fine. Yeah, it's not. It's not the Series X version, which is that was the other thing. That, I wonder uh, if that'll end up coming the Series X version when this is done. Maybe. Uh, Code Vein that's leaving as well. Mm. That was uh, kind of like an action, kind of like a turn-based RPG, Japanese RPG. Man, Final Fantasy one. Twelve. Final uh, Fantasy Twelve. Uh, the big, the biggest one for me is the Medium. That one's leaving. Um, but uh, I think I may want to scoop this up as a physical copy on PlayStation Five. So, um, Project Winter and the Falconeer, those are leaving as well. Those uh, are leaving on February fifteenth. So, you can scoop those up. You can buy them right now for a twenty five percent discount, and I think you got at least three months. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Code Vein. Right now, since it's leaving in a couple days, mm-hmm. is eleven ninety nine on sale. So that's not bad. If you want, not bad. Thinking about it, I'm thinking about it because I wanted to play it and I never did. Yeah, that same. and Scarlet I, Nexus were two games that came around the same time, and I wanted to play it. And I just have not gotten around to it. Yeah, Scarlet Nexus is on Game Pass, and it's it's a pretty decent game. Yeah, man, I kind of. You know what? I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be that guy right now, Stoy. You're gonna buy it. Twelve. I mean, it's twelve dollars. Yeah, say, do it. What are you spending twelve dollars on, Stoy? I'm probably gonna spend twelve dollars on that. I'm gonna have to try to remember to get on my Xbox after uh, after we're done here. Yeah. I don't care if there's not enough internal space. I don't want to install it. I just want to add it to my library, bro. I hate that. That like the game automatically yeah. starts downloading. That's the one mm-hmm. thing I wish you could turn off. Phil, please, just give me the prompt that asks me if I want to install it now. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Simple. Go to, like, you know, go back to library or install. Put those two buttons in there. Yeah. Can't be that hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some programmer in, in Microsoft that can do that. Yeah. Install. Don't install. Yeah. Or don't even just install it. Make me just go to my library and install it. Yeah. That could work too. Anyways, Stoy. Speaking of installing things, I feel I know we talked about this a, a couple weeks ago, but I feel like this really changes a lot of things, mm-hmm. and especially with Microsoft and Sony both saying they're not done with acquisitions, which kind of scares me a little bit, but not really. You know, like it just kind of like yeah. And Jeff Keighley kind of followed it up after the whole Bungie announcement. He kind of came out on a, with a tweet to say. The acquisitions this year are not done. 
Like there's yeah. still going to be more on the horizon. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Some of them will shock you. Yeah. <laughs> will they? I mean, <laughs> will they? I mean, even, even the ones we talked about, even the ones we talked about would still kind of shock. Like one of the biggest ones for me would be Sony scooping up Capcom. Yeah. I think I think Sony I think shock. I think Sony's going after Konami. It would that, make sense. That's my thing. I would love for Microsoft to go for Konami. Yeah, because but, Yeah. I really think I I really think they would do those games justice. Uh the the games in the in the universe like Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania, Silent Hill. Um, I've those Contra. <laughs> God, Contra. I would love. I would love a really good Contra. Could just really be a Contra Gears. Game. Could just be a Gears clone. Dude, it, it, it could totally be like, dude. There was some really good. There was that banging Contra Shattered Soldier. That was the best Contra's been. In this current generation, I mean, ever since the Nintendo Super Nintendo days, it the shattered peak soldier. was Shattered Soldier. Which one Dude, was that? That was on the PlayStation Two with the rip roar and like heavy metal soundtrack by Akira Yamaoka, the guy that did Silent Hill. Dude, that game was so good, so good, and that's the best the best the series has been. I don't remember that at all. My man, you need to pick that game up. You said it's on PlayStation Xbox? Two. No, it's a PlayStation Two exclusive. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not unplugging. I'm not plugging my PlayStation. I'm not finding a adapter. Okay. I'm not getting these SCART cables out. Okay. All you got. All you got to do is buy a PS3, uh, 60 gig, uh, 60 gig fat uh, mm. console. Those are going for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> those are the only ones that are backwards compatible all the way. I played less for that for my PS3 new. I'm not gonna yeah. pay that for it. <laughs> for that. No kidding. Uh Man, yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like as much as I would love to see something like Metal Gear on Xbox, like mm-hmm. I just feel like I feel like Castlevania is so intrinsically tied to like Nintendo and Sony that it just doesn't like. I mean, I, Symphony of the Night was obviously one of the biggest Xbox Live Arcade games when arcade launched, right? Because like that was yeah. such a big deal that it made its way to Xbox. But at the same time, I just like. I'm trying to. F- I I just feel like I relate certain franchises to certain consoles at this point. You know, I wonder if it's better if it's better to just buy the licenses to to franchises. Well, that's where I thought all this was going, right? Where like Sony was like gobbling up the license to Final Fantasy, apparently, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, paying Square to keep them off of Xbox and uh, you know, that kind of thing. And when Xbox did that with with Tomb Raider and clearly failed at that. Yeah, uh, right. Not only failed at the marketing, but also the nobody liked the box, and they released it on the same day as Fallout Four. That was mm-hmm. smart, real smart. Yeah. Uh, but like with these acquisitions, man, this is just—it's getting so crazy. It's so crazy out there right now. Sometimes I think it, it, a lot of times I think it's kind of good for the industry because then that means that you get you get a, a bevy of studios that are finally getting the financial backing to make the games that they want I, you know because you have like a good publishing arm behind yeah. them which is kind of key in a lot of these developers to make the games that they want to make and you know that was one of the th- nice things about Microsoft is like 
Microsoft is dedicated, hey, make the game that you want to make. And we yeah. got your back 100%. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. 100 percent especially for gate for studios like double fine and obsidian and, and exile who are like kind of finding themselves in you know financial trouble or like really struggling to get their games to like a broader market or whatever yeah that right. kind of stuff makes sense but like acquiring aqua uh activision and bungie like these studios are you know i i get like obviously activision is in a troubling place in other ways but like yeah right these studios are so financially capable to do things themselves, you know? Yeah, I know. And it's just a matter of, you know, you, you need to have a steady flow of income. And with development time taking so long nowadays, yeah, you know, we're talking years and years. I mean, they need that steady flow of income. I mean, and maybe that's the problem too, right? Where like, and, and I think Sony does this better than anybody of creating like a solid $60 experience that's 10 to 15 hours long mm-hmm. and really delivering a great experience and that's as much as i love halo infinite and forza right microsoft has yet to do that except for gears right gears is the only one that Mm -hmm. they deliver a solid single player experience and even then like i still feel like gears 4 was a little long gears 5 was a little long they could tighten it up gears 5 was long and i i i really wish that video game developers would know that and this is my problem with dying like two nowadays of them saying like oh this game is like 500 hours long do they not understand sometimes that could be a deterrent mm-hmm. for people i mean the assassin's creed games for example have been getting longer and longer and longer and longer to the point where it becomes so daunting that you stop playing because you know you're never gonna see the end of it i mean i've put 70 hours into assassin's creed odyssey and i'm halfway done yeah i only think i did 70 hours of assassin's creed and I got to one ending, but then I find out, well, there's two other endings you have to get at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not. No, I can't. No. Yeah. And 70 as mu- hours is already too long. And as much as I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, I love that game. It's one of my, I, yeah. I would say it's one of my favorite games of last generation. Like, top five, easy. Mm-hmm. But you can still only take so much, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just so grueling. Video game developers do not respect my time. No. I... We talked about it earlier. The game that does this the best is Uncharted Lost Legacy. It is a solid 8 to 10 hour experience, $40. I will take one Mm. of those every 18 months over something that's like 100 hours every five years. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't see that happening because I see I, I see the push of games as a service being kind of on the forefront now. And obviously we see that with Sony doubling down with acquiring Bungie. Right. You know, like, like kind of like how you said the, the complaints about Destiny 2 is that they're taking away so many good story campaign elements mm-hmm. that no one that even new players will never get to experience ever again. Yeah, they they won't. And it sucks because like the Red yeah. War campaign, which is like the launch campaign, was really, really good. It was really a really solid introduction introduction to the universe if you never played before. Mm hmm. Forsaken's campaign was awesome. It's probably the best story they've ever told in a campaign, I would say. Like a yeah. main campaign. Uh, Beyond Light's seasonal campaigns were the story was really good in those as well. But mm-hmm. like there's story campaign like there's campaigns that just go away and it sucks. Like it really sucks. And they don't even have like a even if they had like a 
here's what you missed in Destiny 2, right? And, like, mm-hmm. section it off by, like, by year. Like, okay, here's year one. Here's the Red War, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind. These were the three campaigns that we released this year. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. And then camp, and then Forsaken. Here's what happened. Here's what you missed. Like, you know, even if the, even if it wasn't, like, a, a video, right? Maybe if it was just, like, a narrator telling you the story while you're watching the cutscenes or whatever. Right, yeah. But something. And that sucks. Yeah. So as far as, you know, kind of going back to the initial question of uh what companies make sense for Xbox to look at, me personally I think they should be done. Oh, I do too. I but they, they said done? they they said they weren't. So I'm going off the fact yeah. that they said they aren't done. Yeah. So what what me personally it would make sense for like I said, going back to what I originally said is for Sony or for Microsoft to acquire Sega mm-hmm. and get a foothold in the Japanese market. Yeah. They need a Japanese company. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. They like, okay, yeah, Tango Game Works, but that I don't even really count that at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's just and I know like the rumor swirling around is somebody's gonna acquire Kojima Productions, probably gonna be Sony. Probably gonna be, be Sony, yeah. Yeah. Uh but I, it's just Microsoft needs that foothold in Japan, and Sega makes the most sense, right? Mm-hmm. It just even even you date it all the way back to the Dreamcast, right? Microsoft has always been friendly with Sega, yeah, always, always. And those IP make sense for Game Pass, right? Like you you look, they need a ch- a kid friendly IP in Sonic, right? You have. Mm-hmm. You have popular Japanese franchises like Yakuza and Persona and Shin Megami Tensei. Like you would get a whole slew of games like that on your platform. Yep. Uh, and like you could, and Microsoft has no problem with games being multi-platform either, right? Like they've they've done it before, and that obviously mm-hmm. they would pick and choose, right? Like Sonic would maybe be exclusive, or like we'll release Sonic on Switch because we know kids buy a lot of Switches or whatever. But like. Yakuza would be a huge franchise for them to yeah. have exclusive. That they could have exclusive, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Sonic would be a good multi-platform type game, but maybe they have a few like maybe they're kind of like bigger focused games could be exclusive. I mean, as we know, like not all Sonics released on all the systems. Some Sonics released just exclusively on the Nintendo system, and you know, some Sonics just released exclusively on the PlayStation. So it's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, Sega, Sega makes the most sense to me and they're, Mm -hmm. they're like, they're leaving the arcade business. So they're cheaper now. Right. I mean, you don't have to deal with all the Sega Sammy arcade stuff. Yep. Uh, so I, I mean, I looked it up when we talked about this the first time, their net worth is only $3.6 billion, like only, Mm -hmm. but in Microsoft Mm -hmm. money, that's like, oh, that's like chump change. Yeah. I bought toilet paper today. You know, that's what they're, (laughs) yeah. Uh, That I mean that that just makes a lot of sense. Plus, they're like uh, Fantasy Star stuff, right? Fantasy Star. They need an MMO. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I mean, they just got WoW, I guess. But they like, need a uh, third-person uh, narrative-driven action adventure game, action adventure espionage game. That's what Microsoft needs. Yeah, hmm. I remember. I you wonder. Know, if, I think I Sega, if Sega, Sega has does one Sega of those. Have some? Yeah, they do. I think so. Right. So it's it, so it's it's like a dormant IP. Yeah. That they I can bring back. Uh, Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying hmm. to think of the name. It's kind of like hmm. a James Bond esque RPG. 
Yeah, and you can like pick and choose how you want to play. Do you want to be kind of sneaky or do you want to be actiony? Mm. Or do you want to talk your way through things? I'll I'll think about that. Mm. God, yeah. Then Microsoft would really own Alpha Protocol and just take it. Just give it to me. Give it to me. Come on, Jesus. Once that happens, we're we're having an emergency podcast just for that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> of course, once, once it gets announced. One of us has to contact the other, like, emergency podcast right now. Yeah, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're changing yeah, a diaper. I don't care if you yeah. are in the emergency room. Yep. I'll be on, I'll be on the uh, getting my face stitched up or something like that, and I'm like, emergency podcasts, go. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> but, yeah. That makes, th- that makes the most sense. I, I guess the other second... The second option would be Square Enix. I mean, I think you you talked about that in the past. Yeah, I I mean, at least the Western but division. I, yeah, I, the Western I, division stuff. I still think that Square wants to get rid of their Western division. Yeah. I just, you know, after Avengers and their, you know, Tomb Raider failure. Yeah, <laughs> their quote unquote. Yeah. 12 million units is a failure. What is it? Crystal Dynamics, Idas, Montreal. And I think and... there's a support studio in there. Okay. Let me see. Well, it was IO Interactive, but which I also think makes sense for Xbox to acquire, but especially yeah. if like Hitman is going to continue to be like episodic or whatever. Uh I I think Square's Western Division makes a lot of sense. Mhm. Western Division. There it is. Uh do, 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 do. It's coming. It's coming. Just hang out. <laughs> let's see. We have... Uh, oh, that's there. Let's see. They have Crystal Dynamics, mm-hmm. IDOS Montreal, Square Enix Montreal. Okay. And uh, they have a mobile studio in Square Enix Lon- London. So those are their Western studios. They also have, uh, they also have a, off like a home office in California and in London. Which I I mean I bet their California office would become part of these other, yeah, Western divisions. But yeah, I mean that's those are three pretty good studios to have like i i would love i would absolutely love if microsoft had crystal dynamics and mm-hmm. idos montreal right like i think obviously guardians of the galaxy was awesome uh the last deus ex games were awesome yeah tomb, the tomb raider games are awesome they're all awesome i don't care what anybody says about shadow of the tomb raider still awesome still yeah still good yeah uh like that's those are that, that's an awesome slate of of titles right and and mm-hmm. i mean just by their scores alone i think square could get a on the higher end if they were to sell it right mm-hmm. and plus like you look at all these other studios that they have and they're so focused on rpgs and final fantasy and you have tokyo rpg factory doing like i am Setsuna and lost fear and then you have uh the bravely default team and you have all these other like the Forspoken uh, 
team. It's just like, man, there's so many teams that they have that they could easily get rid of their Western division and just be fine. Mm-hmm. They'd be smaller, obviously. They have their Dragon Quest teams. They have Final Fantasy fourteen, which is just making them tons of money. Oh, yeah. They had to stop selling it for a while. Right? Because so. too many people were jumping in on it. I know. And I, like I've been wanting to, but I'm like, I want it to come to Xbox, and I just don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to play it, and I just yeah. I don't want to play it on PC, and I'm not going to buy a PlayStation for a while. So mm. I'm waiting. I've decided to wait on a PlayStation until it becomes smaller. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I want to play Final Fantasy 16, and I want to play God of War and Horizon, but like... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy a console for three games. You know, mm-hmm. I just. I can't justify it at this point in my life. Two kids and a wife, and you know, same for a house. It's just. I feel you. You know. Although, in the, <laughs> the amount of money I've spent on game sales in the last three months, I probably could have bought one. So. <laughs> you're buying. You're buying some right now as we speak. For crying out loud. I. I did. You're right. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I can't help it, man. They're so cheap be like that they're so cheap man even games i don't want they're so cheap monopoly is 4.99 monopoly is 4.99 come on nah even that's not worth it but it's monopoly dude rayman 3 hd is 2.49 dude rainbow six vegas 2 is 5.99 yeah there's a there's a ubisoft sale going on i think now there is i'm literally in the ubisoft publisher sale Mm mm-hmm Riders Republic Ultimate Edition is fifty nine ninety nine. Guys, come on, get on that. Get on that. <laughs> get sale. on that. No one's buying that game. Yeah, man. The Division Division Two Multi Pack is ten dollars. Oh jeez, selling you two games for ten bucks. God. Oh my gosh, get me out of here. That weird Elijah Wood Transference game is six dollars. Wheel of Fortune Stoy. Eight dollars. I don't know why you play a board game or a game show video game. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, whatever. Uh, I think, I think IO Interactive makes sense for Xbox because I know they're trying to publish that Dragon, that Project Dragon game. Obviously, mm-hmm. Hit, uh, Hitman <clears throat> is on Game Pass and like. Phil has always talked about how uh, episodic games kind of work on Game Pass, right? And I think if they want to do something like that with whatever future games they're working on, mm-hmm. maybe it's not Hitman, but maybe it's something, you know, like a new IP or something that would really make sense. Yeah. It'd be interesting if uh, they brought back Scalebound. Funny you mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? From Platinum. Hold on. I know it. And I lost it. Uh, Hideki Kamiya still wants to work with Xbox on something. Mm-hmm. He I t- mean, they could bring that back. Yeah. He, t- he tweeted out. Uh, let's see. Phil said something about. Uh, um, he sent them something. He sent them a gift. Uh, hold on. Let me read this whole story. This is at Pure Xbox. Platinum Games uh, Xbox exclusive Scalebound might not ha- might have gotten axed in the end, but doesn't appear to have done any damage to the Japanese studio's relationship with Microsoft. Platinum director Hideki Kamiya 
uh, er, recently shared a photo of a gift from Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer on behalf of Team Xbox and and, uh, it's all to celebrate Platinum's opening a new headquarters. And attached to the tweet was a following message uh, from Camille. It says, thanks, Phil. Let's work together again. And Phil liked the tweet. Well... Uh, this isn't the first time Platinum has voiced interest in teaming with Phil Spencer again. Back in 2020, Kamiya and the Platinum head uh, Atsushi Inaba said they were still open to a revival of the ambitious action role-playing IP and even suggested fans send a letter to Phil to ask about it. Uh, they also recently last year said something about um, it was their fault for not delivering. It wasn't mm-hmm. Microsoft's fault for canceling it. It was theirs because they just yeah. were just couldn't get it together sounds like they couldn't find a direction in that game so platinum would be an interesting purchase for microsoft yeah because they've done exclusives for i mean a lot i mean they did astral chain that was exclusive to nintendo and yeah i think um uh vanquish wasn't that ps3 exclusive it was on 360 oh it wasn't 360 okay but still I mean, they they go. They that was published by Bayonetta. Sega, though, I think, right? Oh, Bayonetta was multi-platform. Bayonetta two and three, though. Yeah. Nintendo exclusives. Nintendo exclusives, yeah. Sega technically owns the IP, though. But like they, uh, to your point, though, they have no problems working with other companies to make exclusive games, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, you get. I mean, they're small enough to like not really hinder the industry but they're big enough to where hardcore fans would be really excited for them to be purchased right and like you think of uh okami you think of bayonetta you think of vanquish just think of the a cool like spin-off gears game in the style of vanquish mm-hmm. you know like if you're playing as so like a little bit more fast paced yeah or you yeah. know something i mean even new ip at that point but like Platinum is a cool choice for this. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. I suppose, uh, I suppose we'll see. I mean, like I yeah. said, I've, I've kind of said my piece on the whole, you know, maybe everybody should stop and just yeah. let the developers <laughs> make the games or buy licenses to certain franchises. But that's up to the developers of, or the publishings, the publishers of who owns those properties. Like, you know, if Microsoft would be interested in buying something like Alpha Protocol, it's like, okay, you know, um, they would have to petition to Sega to sell the franchise, and mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, you would think that it would be cheaper, you know. Yeah. I Especially mean, if it's a dormant franchise, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, fine, take it. It's yeah. Good. Maybe they bring back Two Human. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, that was uh, that I, game. I don't think the developers around anymore, but they aren't. But that franchise had some interesting ideas, and it just, just it did. Ugh did remember when it used the right stick to attack attack yeah that was the thing back then because uh uh i think the, what, what game was it um rise to honor the jet league game for the playstation mm, 2 yeah the right stick was your attack button because you could do multi-directional combat moves and yeah. i think blade 2 for the playstation and xbox used that as well mm-hmm. and so that even god of war like you it wasn't a combat thing but it was still like a uh, you know, you had to yeah. use it to dodge. Mm-hmm. Wasn't camera, so yeah, it definitely wasn't. So, I mean, it was a concept that could have worked, but could've. yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, man, gosh, dude, Platinum is a good, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I just don't see that happening for Microsoft. Yeah. I would see them more so going for Nintendo. But Nintendo stated they're, you know, they're not in on this whole buying studios yeah, no. thing. They've already said, man, we're going to do our own thing because yeah, which, which is which is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that also reminds me, I know Phil Spencer has expressed interest in, in Team Ninja and uh, Koei Tecmo. Yeah, they did a lot of Dead or Alive. Ninja, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden. Those are Microsoft exclusives for a short period of time. Every single Dynasty Wars game. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I... I just I think they need something like that in their repertoire. Whether it's, I mean, obviously it hits a Japanese market, but also like that that the action, like the stylus action games, and the mm-hmm. that kind of a p- game that appeals to that audience would go a long way. I think. Right. Yeah. But, so, <clears throat> who knows? Who knows? World's their oysters, I guess. Yeah, I guess when you're throwing around billions of dollars, you can buy mm-hmm. whatever you want. Like nothing, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting here wondering if I should buy another game for five bucks. <laughs> uh, speaking of five bucks, Stoy, that's going to wrap this episode. really has nothing to do with five bucks. I was going to say what? Okay, no, sure. No. Episode's still for you guys. You know. Don't need to pay five bucks to listen to this. Nope. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, give us a five-star review. Stoy, I appreciate your time tonight. Where can we find you? I am also part of the EXP cast, a video game podcast on the Boss Rush Network. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at EXP cast, and my personal uh, Twitter and Instagram at Stoy, M-K-E-8. You can find me at I am Corey on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush Podcast, Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast, and Standard Definition, and other things floating around here on the Boss Rush Network. Check out our website, bossrush.net. Thank everybody for watching and or listening. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen, and we will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Laters. Laters? Laters. Like now and laters? Like the king? No, light is...